let's just fucking let's let it rip. All right. <clears throat> What's up, guys? Welcome to High and Tight with Blair and Josh. I'm Blair. That's Josh. Josh, how we doing, babe? Doing incredibly well. We're excited for this new chapter of our podcast. New chapter. We wrapped up season two of High and Tight. Uh, we're reviewing, breaking down each major Batman film of the first entity of each Batman with the different why can't I fucking say this the right way it's okay we looked at every actor that played Batman the first time they played him Yep. so it was Adam West Michael Keaton Michael Keaton Val Kilmer Val Kilmer George Clooney Christian Bale and we ended with Robert Pattinson and we just put it I just put out the Pattinson one today um, that was great. Season two, we're going to shift back into sports a little bit. Season two. Season three. Fuck. Do, do it again. Start. The top. Chop it up. Get our producers on it. All right. Can someone edit that? Someone clean that post. Someone back clean to that one. post. Back to one. And. <laughs> Season three, we are doing urban legends of sports. So this episode, we're going to do baseball urban legends. We're going to break down kind of the lore of it. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the validity of each one. We've done very little to no research other than maybe a headline or things we've heard in passing over the last, you know, how many years have been alive. But um, I think I got two. I don't know if Josh is two or three. Anyway, we're just going to roll with it. Um, we're not going to put a number on it. There might be two. There might be seven that we go over. Either way. We're going to get right fucking into it, okay? Um, where do you want to start, dude? Bring me your first one. What do you got for your first one? What, what one that piques your interest the most? And we yeah, have so not I think conversed first off, just yet. Go. Yeah, I think first off, let's say that we are going to go by sport. I mean, we'll see. You know, well, then you know, we'll do baseball. And, we're doing, we're doing me, baseball. Me and Blair get together. You never know. Our plan was to go sport by sport, but that only really leaves us three or four different entries into this chapter. So who knows? We might mix it up at the end. We might have a grab bag at the end. So, But oh, we, for the time being... It baseball baseball the thought is we're going to just baseball today yep yeah so we'll do we'll do baseball um baseball urban legends um i mean it's just things you've probably heard about and they're all for the most part true we're not going like ones like wait did they really in the 1930s no we're doing ones that are more or less verified by the people that are involved um that but they do kind of seem a little bit the tall tale ish Yep. So where where do you want to? I've got two first that I texted you about. Um, where do you, what do you have? You want to start? Yeah, I'll start. So I want to start in the Bronx Bombers, 2008. This is peak Yankees. This is Joe Torre manager. This is Derek Jeter, Goth, the Prince of Gotham's playing shortstop. You got the Gothic uh, Prince, Prince of Gotham. Posada, <laughs> Prince of Gotham. Right, I love it. The Gothic Prince of Gotham. Just because you're yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't Derek mean to say Jeter. Gothic. Derek you, Jeter with you the eye black. The Prince of Gotham. <laughs> like, it's Derek Jeter and Chris Angel hanging out too much. <laughs> hey, most people that play for New York teams do not live in Manhattan. Very, very, very few New York athletes live in Manhattan. Derek Jeter is one of those rare guys that lived in Manhattan, which must have been awesome for him. So, and he was protected <laughs> like a prince. This is a sidebar, but there's. He was like his romances never leaked into the media. Like his, he probably had the best doorman in the game. Like there was very little press coverage of him. So 
he ran that town for a while. So shout out Derek Jeter. So I want to start in the New York Yankees, 2008. Like I said, this is peak Yankees, Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, all those guys. And they, Jason Giambi was a free agent coming over from Oakland. And this is kind of late in Jason Giambi's career. And when you think of Jason Giambi, just think of neck, shoulders. This, he's like peak steroid <laughs> guy. He just was just of... massive, dirty mullet. He had like cha, like a just a half can of cha on his lip at all times. He looked like a real piece of shit. Just think of neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we, looking back, we all know who he voted for. So, so Jason Giambi comes over from Oakland. And baseball's a game of weird superstitions. Think of all these, all the adjusting of the batted gloves. Think of Nomar. Think of all the weird stuff to these guys do. So Jason Giambi had a slump buster. He had this tradition he used. He brought from team to team with him to bust a slump. And his slump buster was wearing a golden thong with a flame-lined waistband. So I'm guessing like the line around the outside, like the waistband was like <laughs> a flame print on it. So he carried around a golden thong and whenever a teammate and his teammates knew he had this, right? Cause he would wear it every once in a while. And he spoke, he spoke really incredibly highly of this thong. He's like, man, it works every time. I swear I put this thing on and all of a sudden I'm, I break out of my slump. So he, his teammates knew about it. So whenever his teammates were going, you know, over, I saw one story of over 32. I saw some like over 25s. They come up to Jason, you know, Jason, man, like I've been struggling lately. I need that thong. They go out that night. They throw that thong on. They then throw on their their. They throw that thong on, dude. They throw that thong on. Throw that thing. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. <laughs> so they throw that thong on and they go out and they break the streak in theory. Again, this is weird. Baseball players are weird, but baseball's just mental enough of a game where something like putting on a thong would do it for you. Right. And my favorite, like they people were interviewed. Like this, this story spread pretty quick and it got into the New York media and people, people. Like the media knew about it and they asked the teammates and the teammates and my favorite one of the, my favorite parts about the story is just like the different reactions of the different teammates when they were asked about it like you can tell who the homophobic guys were and who weren't like some <laughs> like like johnny damon is like when johnny damon was asked about the thong he's like yeah i threw that on three or four times broke me out of a slump you know no big deal <laughs> like other guys like Jorge posada claims he never wore it but like i mean the other guys on the team and then there's a couple guys like Bobby Abreu. When Bobby, Bobby Abreu was on those Yankees teams, when he was asked about it, he's like, nope, never heard of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, oh, yeah, you definitely, blind, you're definitely turn, rocking that thing. Turning yeah. that blind gay eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you guys talking about gay shit? Yeah, exactly. That's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he completely denied it. Yeah, he did the whole the whole no homo movement was created yeah. in 2008 Yankees. Yeah, the hey New man, York the Yankees club. Hey, I'm slumping. I get that thong. No homo, dude. But like, just give me the. Can I get that thong that you ain't washed in 18 years? Can I get that thong one time? <laughs> yeah. Derek Jeter said he went. Oh, he was at an over 32 streak and he hit a homer on the first pitch. That's the only time he's ever worn it. So, this thong was a thing of legend. Jason Giambi swore by. He carried it around from clubhouse to clubhouse, and and guys knew. You guys knew it was a thing, so I love I love this story. So okay, just, so they say he washed it. They say he washed it in between wears. I I think you lose your magic if you wash it. Honestly, there's no like way you, they're you can't it. be washing that thing. No way they're washing it, and they all they all definitely no. have herpes. Like that's for maybe sure. Maybe run it under a sink. Maybe run it under the sink for a couple minutes. <laughs> like, it's like washing. It's like it. it's like washing a hat. Just just wring it yeah. out. And put in some water. Wring it out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. I, I've 
heard very little of this. I think I've heard I've heard it in passing. Don't know anything about it. Very little research on my end. Is there are there are there photos? Are there pictures of this thong? Is it in there? Is it tangible? Is there? There's, there's very much pictures of golden thongs. Are they the golden thong in question? I have no idea. There's like I said, be... like he he was he was incredibly not embarrassed by it. Like he talked about it pretty freely. I don't know who, how this leaked, but he I mean he talked about it pretty freely. I don't I don't see any pictures. I just see like generic gold thong banana hammocks. So I'm I'm not sure what this thing actually looked like. But can you imagine I mean, like like you're a new guy in the Yankees locker room? in the clubhouse and Derek Jeter the who the god of New York at this time you know like you said the prince of Gotham you're the new guy you're fucking like like you know I don't know Johnny Damon who comes over yep. from the Red Sox he's in there everyone's established and the captain is like hey man can I get that I need it can I get that I need you know what I mean? Can I get the thing? I you just thing. notice Derek Jeter picking his ass. It's like, Derek, what are you what are you up to, man? Why are you just picking in, your ass so just, much today? In the clubhouse, like John Damon's like, I gotta cut my hair. I'm new here. All right, man. These are all legends. The Yankees. I turned co. It's fine. And then you're like, these guys are all professional. They're all business. This is the Yankees, man. All business. And then just in passing, hey, can I get that thing? Can I get that thing. Yeah, and he fucking slingshots it over to Derek Jeter. <laughs> exactly, like a rubber band. <laughs> Snags it. Thanks, buddy. Goes out there, hits a home run. And Johnny Damon's sitting there in the fucking dugout like, oh. all right, all right. The the first whiff of a slump, you're just like, give me it, give me yeah. it. Give yeah, me it. He's over, he has an 0 for 3 game, and he's just asking for it. You know, you know he yeah, he he was 1 for 2. Hey, you know what? It's just He, he likes it. He's like, can I just give me that? You know, there's at least one guy. I mean, there's one, there's one guy who was like not slumping, and he's like, let me just put it on. I'm gonna go put it on. And you know, it's like the it's like the scissor of the traveling pants, the scissor yep. of the traveling pants. <laughs> just it fits everybody. Yeah, perfectly. Small dong, big dong, hog, no hog. It fits women <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Dude, that's a. Dude, that's a 30 for 30. Yeah, I just love it. Baseball players are so weird. I think a lot of the stuff I'm seeing about Jason John, but he was like extra crazy. One of those guys that had all these superstitions and stuff. So and I think slump, slump busting is the real thing. You're a baseball guy. Yeah. No. So you're sitting yeah. there and just put yourself in, in you're the you're in the like you're in the locker room, right? You're looking at it, you're not playing well, you want to perform, but you're kind of also like, I'm not aware of some other dude's fucking G. It's one thing to share a shirt pair of pants, borrow some cleats, even whatever, a hat, try the hat on, borrow a hoodie. Hey, it's cold. Can I have a jacket? We're boys here. We're boys. I don't know if I've ever in my whole life worn another man's dress ever. No. Like I needed, like, even like, I'll just go commando. I'll, I'll buy our pay. It's fine. To wear a, I had a red thong that I, that I, I got it sophomore year at state basketball we have like a secret santa type deal and i got a i got and someone like i think tate dallas bought like a pair of like little handcuffs from spencer's with a g with a little a little red and i had that thing for 10 years i think i just <laughs> threw it out yesterday it's yeah. same colors as backdrop and you know what yeah. dude i put that shit on and it fit me but it 
like it, there's no one else put this on. It's just, it wouldn't fit. Yeah. The it's very it's in your it's in your hole, dude. It's practically yeah, fucking exactly. Good. It's not another man's drawers. Like this is a piece of elastic up your asshole. Yeah, this is this is floss. This is re- you wouldn't repurpose floss. No. I mean, hit that pick real quick. You wouldn't do that. So so now you're there. You're slump. Now I I know you. You're not like the moat. You're not. I wouldn't even say you're even a little bit superstitious. You're a little stitches. You're a little stitches. Not super, <laughs> but you're a little stitches. You putting it on? I'm putting it on, yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it on too. Where is for, it? Put it on right now. Just for a story with the boys. Just for what if I go? What if I'm on like a four game? I haven't got a hit in four or five games, and I go for three for four that game. A couple of dingers. I'm walking back into the clubhouse when that game's over. I'm ripping off my pants. I'm cracking a Bud Light, and I'm saying, "What's up, boys? What's Throwing up, a beer. Boys? Throwing a beer. Throwing a beer. I'm. We're getting wasted." At that point, it's more about camaraderie than it, it is. actually is the actual. Bingo. Is it helping? Quiz placebo. But the fact that you are, it's probably it's almost like an initiation. Yeah. You know, yep. it's. I mean, it's not quite a you know circle jerk soggy biscuit type deal, but it is a little bit of a hey man. It worked, didn't it? Well, welcome to the team. Yeah, welcome, yeah, welcome. Yeah. And jo- Johnny Damon has this quote. He's like, "When you're wearing that thing, you're not worried about your hands. You're not worried about your eyes. You're just worried about this like uncomfortable piece of fabric that's crawling up your ass." And it was just like all you focused on was hitting. You know, it was, I thought that was awesome. I mean, it's it's a beautiful. I mean, this is why I love baseball because there's like, I'm looking through. So I have a couple of my own. It's like, it, for, there's something about sports that make it okay to be psychotic it makes it okay to have by the way superstition is just mental illness like i gotta wear this i gotta wear this this gold g-string so i can hit the ball better if you were at work and someone's like hey man how's it going on the job i haven't had a sale in two months i better fucking put this choker ball in my in my mouth no <laughs> Hey man, hey, you know what? It's been a little while. I've like you're like I don't know. You have like pick any any job. It's like I haven't closed a deal in a minute. Better put this butt plug in my ass. Anybody need this? But sports. If there was a butt plug in sports, we'd all be like, all right. Yep. Cool. Whatever it takes. Whatever. Hey, we gotta win. We gotta play. Yep. You want to win or not? Everyone is like, you want to win. I know it's weird, but do you want to win? Like, how bad do you want to win? <laughs> All right, dude. I love that one. That's great. That and that's also like, I love that there's enough people talking about it that are admitting to it, but we don't have a, a picture of of the thong. You know, nope. There's not like which maybe it's one of those things where it's like if we show it to you, if it's a picture of it, it loses its power, so we can't show it to you. Yeah. Yep. Put superstition on the superstition. Yeah. I love that. Pass, pass it off to his children. Let him know the powers this thing held. Think yeah, where's many, it now? How many thing ball sacks I think is held? How many, so many. famous ball sacks? So Robinson many. Cano, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada. These guys are all Hall of Famers, and they've all they've all sweated ball sweat in that thing. We're retiring jerseys. They didn't even wear them in games. They print them out. They put them in the outfield. They pin a number or whatever. Hey man, let's retire that thing. Put that yeah. in the rafters. <laughs> hey, I'll piggyback one on top of this. This isn't really uh more. This is I don't know. If this is actually like the. It's just the Yankees thing. It was the guy when they they built the new Yankee Stadium, 
And one of the construction workers who was, you know, putting the cement for the foundation is from Boston. And he took a David Ortiz jersey and put it in the foundation and cemented over it. I love that. And then the Yankees found out about it and had a ceremony. They made the guy tell him where he did it. Had the ceremony and they drilled it out and pulled it out of the and they had a whole thing about it and they and and then sold it at auction for like a hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that, dude. What a fucking troll to be like from Boston working in the Yankee Stadium being like, I fucking hate this place. Baseball's the only sport where like the fans think curses exist. Like think of Boston Red Sox with the Babe Ruth curse or the yeah, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, think of the like the nineteen nineteen White Sox, whatever it was. Like baseball is the only sport where like we've somehow been cursed. Well, there are like some like I was reading through a bunch of like urban, you know, urban legends and shit. And it's like and some of them are more like just they're if they go far enough back, it's like you can't ever really know. It's more just hearsay. Like the nineteen nineteen White Sox, like when they threw the they threw the title and they were like, "Hey, but Shoeless Joe set a World Series record with twelve hits." So like yeah. he was he didn't throw the game. Why is he suspended? It's like they all took money and most of them threw it and they ended up sucking. So, you know, I guess can one player really throw a game in baseball? Can he really? I guess you can, right? Like if, the, if you're a pitcher, if you're a pitcher, but like if you're, I mean, I guess like you'd have to be pretty. I guess it's because errors are such a big part of it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, the thing is, like, you'd have to, the way I think about it, you'd have to fuck up in a a huge spot, and then you'd be, like, Bill Buckner, exactly. You'd be thought of this guy guy for the rest of your life. Or, excuse me, Bucky Denner, whatever his name was, the Boston Red Sox guy who missed the ball at first base went between his legs. Bill Buckner. No. Yeah, Bill Buckner. Was it? Bill Buckner, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Could have been shaving points. Yeah. But you have to like fuck up in these huge spots to like throw a baseball game. And then you're the goat, or then you then you're the scapegoat. But if you if you just kind of like at bat, you just like it's hard to hit a baseball. Now you're like not really focused on hitting it. Yep. I think if you, I think what's the easiest sport to shave points in? Probably probably baseball. Yeah. It's already it's already hard enough to hit the ball in general, right? So. Yeah. Basketball off shooting night maybe. Yeah, it's true. I, I guess you're not playing defense, but it's, I think you can you can get exposed pretty quickly in a basketball game not playing well yeah. if your guy that plays yeah. really well. And the whole it's just a matter of like how quick you get yanked. And the whole team was doing it. The whole team was fucking up allegedly, right? So that's one. Yeah. Um. All right. This is my favorite one. It was. It's been done. You saw it, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They did a whole episode on it. It's one of the best, one of my favorite episodes of a, of a show ever. It is the Wade Boggs. Now, there's parts of this. It's the Wade Boggs drank 64 beers on a cross-country flight flying from Boston to L.A. to play in a game the next day. He drank 64 beers. Now, this is the legend because Boggs was a drinker, and he is the most superstitious guy almost ever in baseball. He had to eat chicken, some form of chicken before every – he wouldn't even play. He had to eat some kind of chicken before every game. doesn't matter what kind it was, but he had to eat it. He had to have batting practice every day at 5.17 p.m. That was the only time he'd take BP. Had to be that. They, really? they, called, him the, they called him the chicken man because he got to eat chicken. That's his thing. He could just pound beers. Pound beers. He did an interview. He, well, he talked to Charlie Day, the Charlie from It's Always Sunny. 
and they heard about this, this interview and then they brought him on. He's actually a part of the episode. Yep. And he was like, did you really drink 64 beers in a day? He's like, oh, no, it, no, it was it was more like 107. Now, but there's a caveat to that, right? Go. You go first. Go. It's not. So there's there's the cross country flight is only one portion of the drinking feat. So apparently the night before, or they had like a day game or something. So they had a day game. As soon as the day game was over, he started cracking beers. So he was drinking. As soon as in the clubhouse, he was drinking. They didn't. They then hopped on a flight from the east coast to the west coast, and he continued drinking. And then that night, when they got into the west coast, they then went out that night and they continued drinking. So this wasn't like 107 beers while sitting in first class on a plane. This was an entire, what's called well, whatever, 20, 24 hours is the 107 number. That's where that comes from. Well, the 60 that they talk about in It's Always Sunny was that's what he did on the flight. because On the, the flight. Out, yeah. On the flight. But he yep. was like, I mean, maybe 60 on the flight, but I know it was 107 that day. Yep. Which, I mean, he has this great quote. He's like, he's like, I got a hollow, I got a hollow leg. I drink and the beer goes right down there. It goes right in that leg, and then I get rid of the leg. To drink, we're not. What do, th- what do you think he's drinking? Miller he's drinking Light. Bud Heavies. Miller, Miller Light. Light. Yeah, Miller. He's light beer. There's no he's drinking Bud Heavies. Um, maybe he is. I don't know. But to drink, here's people. If you're not a big drinker, here's here's how I'll put it. When I went to tra- when I went to Eastern Washington, I ran track every spring after after the uh, after the spring track season's over. They had a thing called Shauna Palooza. You need these challenges, right? You had three different challenges you could pick from, but you had to pick one. You had to do it. It was a whole you know idiot, toxic, whatever the fuck. And one of them was uh, the Tour de Franzia. Drink an entire box wine to yourself. The other one was two guys, three fifths. You and a buddy. Got to pick your choice of some kind of liquor and drink three bottles of it. It could be lower grade. Not drinking James and three bottles, impossible. Or 30 rack challenge. Got to drink 30 beers in a 15 hour span. 30 beers. I've attempted, maybe not without, not on purpose, but I've, how many can I go? Yeah. Back of it. Right around 14, you're like, whoa. Yep. Right around 16, you're like, that. you get to 20, you're, you're, you're not speaking clearly. You get close to 30, you're a different guy now. Yeah. To continue to, to drink at this high of level. Now, I know there's tolerance. Sure. Even though your BAC is your BACs, you can't really change that. If fucking I have... 80 beers, you have 80 beers, our BEC will be the same. Even if you're bigger or smaller, your blood alcohol level is still the same, right? But this guy's a super athlete. He's a Hall of Fame baseball player. Career average is like... He's not a like, super athlete. He's Yes, he is a super athlete. Yes, he is. He was smoking Marv Reds this entire time he's doing that this. That makes you know him is. more of a super athlete. To put poisons in your body consistently and then operate at this high level, Hall of Fame, he's got like six gold gloves. I think his career average 3,000 like, hits. 3,000 3, hits. I think, he's bad. I think his career batting average is like, his career, I can't speak. I'm fucking drunk. His career batting average is like 260, like, or whatever the fuck. It, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
This guy's been drinking his entire life. How old is he when he did this? I don't know. He's probably in his late 30s, early 40s. Some guys, guys that don't stop drinking, they start at 14. By the time you get to your mid-30s, you've been drinking for, for 20 years consistently. You know you've been on this ride. You know what it is. Now, do you, Josh, think that there's some PEDs involved? Or is he a, is he a natty? Is he a natural drinker? Sun up, sun I don't know. down. 107 beers. No help. As we'll get, I think we'll do one more story after this. The infamous Doc Ellis no-no. And like the 80s baseball was definitely drug filled that being said this is kind of what it's probably mid 90s probably i bet i don't know if i necessarily got a date on it late 90s yeah late 90s probably wade boggs good old boy i don't know if he's doing drugs honestly i think he's just slamming beers eating some fried chicken and slamming beers again like i really don't think there's drugs involved with this like i said there was a time when baseball was filled with drugs like this but i don't think this guy was doing that so and that's am i just saying that because he's white and he's got three thousand hits maybe i mean but like i've seen big jake sit down and put a third and walk through a 30 rack now he's six six three twenty big guy but i think more of it was he's just been here before he knows what it is now Let's just say he's just some guy. 40 beers is fucking impressive. Now let's say he's a big drinker and a big guy. 50, 60. He's tossed. He's high hammered. He's in bad, bad shape. Now he is a Hall of Fame white piece of shit. Athlete. We, 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 would take, we, we always take this out of it. That these guys aren't built like us. They're well, not built like you. They might be built like me, but these guys are—they're different, dude. They're lit. They are literally built different. They do everything differently. They prepare differently. See the ball differently. They practice differently. They think differently. Physically, they can just do things that the normal person can't do. That's why they are Hall of Famers. That's why they are making millions of dollars. That's why these guys can do this. I believe it, dude. If you hear him talk about it, he did an interview where he's like, "Yeah, another hundred seven. What? Which means, in a day. Yep. which means that he's probably done that close, not 107. That's his record. It means he's probably walked through 60, 70 yep. on a bender. Come on, dude. How long, how many hours do you think he's drinking? Let's see. How many hours? What? 24 hours? No, I mean, no. Unless it's, yeah, I mean, they're gaining, and they're gaining time going west, right? Yeah. So he gains three hours there going from New York to Los Angeles. Let's say the game going. ends the game ends at two. I guarantee you he's peaceful. He started drinking the second the game is over, or even during the game if he if he's if he's not playing, if he's out early, gets whatever it is, right? Yep. So let's say he's let's break it down. He's slugging. Let's see, before he goes onto the bus, probably got what, at least eight down? Yeah. Then he's probably going home before they've traveled, right? Got a shower, shower, but not going right from the game to the plane. Got to go home for a second. Right over. A couple more. He's at the house. Shower beers. He's probably sitting there at like at least, he's probably sitting there at least 16 before he gets on the plane. 
Yeah, he's cut a rack of beer before he's got on the plane. Yeah. So yeah, so let's say let's say let's be conservative. Let's say fifteen beers before he gets on the plane. Now let's say he's hitting sixty on the plane. Five hours of just sitting there on the plane. So it's a six-hour flight. Uh, I was looking at it. It's a six-hour flight. So what's that? Eight, nine, nine beers per hour. Well, no, a six-hour flight. That's ten beers an hour. Sixty beers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ten beers in an hour is totally doable. Yeah. Not very fun though, is it? Well, I think it's muscle memory. I think he's just cracking and yeah. going, cracking and going, cracking and going. he's eating, he's hanging, he's hanging with the boys, yeah. talking shit. You know, you know it goes by my water when you're talking with the boys. Yeah. All right, now now he's six. So now let's say he's this. Now he say he's close to seventy five in when he touches down. Yep. Some more food in him. All right, they get down. They get there at what? They gain a couple hours. So let's say they leave it. I don't know. Three, six yep. hour flight. Gain two, so now it's what four five o'clock. Yeah, Wait. three. They gain three, so it's like three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's three o'clock. Yep. Gets down. I'm not saying there's a nap involved. Maybe there's a nap involved. A little more food. Wake up. The count stays the same. He's still going. Let's say he's at 75 beers. All right. Now he's pre-gaming again. Continually gaming. Yeah. All right. Now he's going out. Now they're out. Now he's out drinking and he's still rolling. Yep. Yep. Bop, 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 bop. Beers, beers, beers. They drink until what? Two, three in the morning? That's another eight hours of drinking. Yeah, to finish whatever, 35 beers, whatever it is. So let's say in like what, like an 18-hour day, he's totally doable. Totally yeah. doable. 107, totally doable. Now, he also went out and went three for four with two home runs the next day. Yeah. I think it was against the Mariners I saw too, <laughs> which is which sounds right. This man is a... This man is a national treasure that should be completely saved. This is incredible. So 96 calories is what Miller Lite has. I don't know what the 95 edition of Miller Lite, how many calories that had. I'm sure it's Let's say it's 100 calories a beer. Exactly. So we're looking at like 11,000 calories, essentially. <laughs> that, that's And that's just on bruise. That's not counting all the food he put in his body to soak up this booze. This is probably like a 15 to 18,000 calorie day for the guy. Dude, that's yeah, twenty thousand. What is he, Michael Phelps, going for the Olympics? <laughs> twenty thousand calories. Oh, these guys a legend, dude. I read this. Uh, I read. Uh, remember Tucker Max? Remember those books? I hope. Oh, I hope God, they serve. Yeah. Hope they serve beer in hell. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, there's a the closings. It's all. It's a collection of stories, right? Whether they're true or not, who gives a fuck? I actually, I actually would like to go back and read. It. I read it in high school. I think I'd like to go back and read it and see, like, you know, with what I know now. I didn't even drink in high school. So I don't even know reference of what he's even talking about most of the times. But I remember this, the last chapter is he was in Texas and he was at something where a car broke down or whatever the fuck. Anyway, but he's at, he he winds up talking to these fucking rednecks in Texas, and. They're just sitting out back, slugging just like natty lights. And they're talking to her. He's like, how many? How many? Ah, about 50. Willard over there, he had to go to the hospital, ripped his stomach line. He had too many of these. He had 70 in a day, ripped his stomach line. And he's like, all right. And, the, and Tucker Max, who says he's a big drink, big drinker, right? Could handle his booze. He's like, I'll have one of those. And the guy hands him a cooler, hands it to him. And he's like, he's like, are they cold? He's like, yeah, rodeo cold. 
cracks it open. Hold, it's pissed hot. Yeah. There's no ice. Rodeo it's, cold. Calls him rodeo cold. I love that. And he starts just he just ah oh, piss hot beer. And the last line of it of of the book is man. He's like, I hope they. He's like, man, I'm a I'm a bad guy. I'm an asshole. I hope they serve beer in hell, even if it's rodeo cold. And that's the last line of the of the book. And I'm like, yeah. Um, I'm looking up Tucker Max right now. It looks like he went straight. The homepage, yeah, he, Tucker Max homepage. Tucker Max yeah. discusses his, his experiences going from a legendary and reckless partier to a husband, father of four, and a Texas rancher. I love it. Tucker gotta, Max gotta, goes straight. I'm about to go. I'm about to look him up, do a deep dive. I read two of his books. There was a uh, first one was I "Hope They Serve Beer in Hell," which became New York Times New York Times bestseller, number one bestseller, and then it blew him up. And then he uh, and then he ended up. Then he did another one called "Assholes Finish First." Read that too. Assholes Finish First, yeah. Why do you need a third? Do you have a third one? Yeah, hilarity ensues. A couple of hilarity ensues, and then sloppy seconds to Tucker Max leftovers. Yeah, he has like a bunch of like he had. I mean, I remember all the stories too. They're so good. He had one story. He was like, he was like fucking some girl in like a in like a Vegas like bathroom, and they had like the the stall doors were like the fog lights where you click the little switch and it makes it you know you can't see inside. He said he was like. Yeah. There's like a crowd of he was fucking this girl and he'd flick the lights and just fucking it. Yeah, yeah. And like up against the wall, but he and then a bunch of guys start like watching it. like a congregation of people watching him bang this chick, and then he like flips it gray again. He's like, Oh no, come on. He flips it back. Yeah, yeah. Flips it gray again. He's like, I'm about to I'm gonna he's, I'm gonna fucking pull out. I'm just gonna bust all over the window. So I I click it back. So it's clear again, and I'm about to buzz, and I click it back, and there's a big black bouncer. Oh, and, no. he's, <laughs> and he's like, and he's just, ah, yeah. Oh, he's like trying to pinch it off, but he's still. He's ah. making eye contact with this guy. He's just oh, and then the bouncer fucking picks him up and just drags him out and throws him by his fucking, his half-hard dick coming his ass, and he throws him out under the steps of, like, like Bellagio. He's still, he's still banned from, like, Bellagio or the MGM, whatever. And I, I mean, stories like that, dude. I'm like, this guy's oh, at 17 year old Blair must have ate this thing up. This book. ate it up, dude. <laughs> I mean, it set the tone for most of my 20s, most of your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I was, you know, if I'm being honest, at 32, I think it's still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was on like CNN one or like Fox News one time doing an interview for one of his books. And like one of the female reporters was like trying to get more time. And he's like a lawyer. He went to law school. He's like a, like a very like smart, smart guy, and he was yeah. like kind of body bagged this chick who was like trying to give him a hard time for like for like exploiting women and shit. And he's like, ah, no, I was just, just having fun. What, you, what do you you yeah, don't have fun? In law from University of Chicago. He attended Duke Law School on a scholarship. Yeah, he's like, he's like a, like a like a crazy smart guy. He's in Texas now. Yeah, where's he at? Mm, he's from Atlanta, Georgia. I don't see where he's currently at. Austin, Texas. Let's Max go! resides with his wife, Veronica, and four children near. It says near Austin, Texas. Hit him up. DM probably, him. Say what's he's, up. He's probably trying to West. grab some pops. He's probably in Westlake. I think one of those guys like doesn't even drink anymore. It's like, yeah, I got my drinking card. I'm done. I I agree. I, I think he's like that now. I think he turned it straight. Let me all right. So yeah, are we gonna are we gonna shift over to the last one we'll do? We'll do the fucking the Doc Ellis. Yeah. You know what's so funny is like he's he's Tucker Max and shit and he's like 
real Tucker Max, twenty four and a half thousand followers. This just goes to show you like how how understanding women are. Like this guy is like public like Tripping Springs. Nice. That's only about fifteen minutes from me. Fifteen or fifty? Fifteen. It's so like just how I mean he's like an ugly guy too. He's he's fine looking. He looks like uh, he looks like uh, Wes Welker. I mean, it just shows you how women are so understanding. Yeah, women look at a guy who's like a who's like a playboy like that, and they're like, if they land that guy, they go, "Ladies, I won, I got him, I tamed him, I landed the plane." Yeah, it's, it, it's been circling for a long time, and Mama landed it. Thank you. If you're a dude and you like marry a porn star, it's like, oh, you didn't get pussy in high school, did you? Like, that's, you know, what are you doing? If her body counts higher than yours, I mean, it's a tough Christmas. You know, that's tough to be like, this is Samantha. Where do I know you from? It's like, (laughs) she's an actress. I watched uh, there's your mom's house, which is, you know, Tom Segura's podcast. And he has people that like, you know, like he, his fans are so crazy. They like write in and shit. And, and one of the guys, well, some guy submitted this thing to him. He's like, Hey man, like, I just want you guys to know, like, love you guys. You're great. Um, you know, I was going through, you know, some of my dad's old stuff when I was a kid and I found like, you know, like this, like this, like throwback, like eighties, like eighties porn, you know, like old school porn. And he was like, uh, it's like, yeah, it was, it was like I found it, we stole it, and it was just like, you know, it was like, and it kind of set the tone for what I was into for the rest of my life. And then I realized now as an adult that, that like, he went back to his dad's, like, and he found, like, the same thing. So he kept it from a kid yeah. into his adulthood. And then he, he, I stole it from my dad. And he found out later that his dad had thought he lost it and then bought the exact same tape. So him and his dad have been cranking. <laughs> to the same genre, the exact same video exact same for like twenty VHS. years. Yeah, old school VHS, dude. I still remember. I remember I got one from Taylor Bissett. I stole. Yeah. I got one from him. Wait, I think Sorati, Jordan Hastings. I don't same care. Person. They're all. They're all the you're, same all a, <laughs> you're all guilty. It was called Doc Holidays or Tom Holidays Cheerleading School, and I had it on V8. I had it on. V, I had it on DVD, and I put it in up. like. You know when you buy like uh it was like the like the Forza Motorsport, the game that comes with the original Xbox. When you yep. buy it, it gives you a game. I yep. put it underneath. Like I had like the the Forza game. I put it in that, held it in that under my bed. And my parents would be gone. I'd put it in there and I'd crank down to that thing, dude. What do you think it was called? Tom Holiday? It was like Tom Holiday or Jim Holiday or something Holiday's cheerleading school. It's hilarious. I don't see it, but let's say holiday. Let's say we'll just say John. Oh no, you're right. It's called Cheerleader School. I'm seeing Katie Moore. The cast is Kaylee, Katie Morgan, Taylor Rain, Taylor Rain. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Jim Holiday's Cheerleader School. Yeah, you're let's right. Let's go. Yep. Yes. Hey, you know what I'm doing tonight? 
has an IMDb 2003. Let's go, dude. This is like this is like two. This is, it came. That's when it was new. 2003. I got this in like mid late eighth grade, so 2005. There's all kinds of girls. There's like 20 of them. Selena Steele. I love these porn star names from the 90s. Monica Mayhem. Selena Steele. God, we, we Felix might, we, Vicious. We might have to Jolene. turn. This, might have to have like an X-rated season of this and just do our favorite porn stars. Yeah, we got to cut all this. By the way, <laughs> nah, leave it in. We're just being honest, dude. We didn't say anything We're bad. Guys, dudes. You can talk about porn and not be gross and not like say yeah. like, oh, I love yeah, yeah, you know. All right, let me grab a little bit. Me a little bit of wine now. Dude, I'm gonna have a little bit of wine. I'm gonna watch this video tonight. I can't wait. Wine selection, or like the one. A lot of these gas stations have a good little wine selection. Alias, not great. <laughs> what is it? Is it a blend or is it a cab? cab? Not great. That's okay. That's okay, dude. Drink your water. You How much it. was it? 11 bucks. Jeez. Yeah, it's the sweet spot. I feel like the sweet spot's like 12 to $18. Uh, Simi Valley. That's what you got to go for. Simi Valley and uh, what the fuck is my favorite one? My favorite one. Ferrari Carano. My, probably my favorite favorite one out there that's like under like, you know, like 30, 40. It's like only like, I think it's like 22 bucks. Yeah. I think you can get it at Safeway for like 20, 25. Yeah, okay. We used to have it at the bar in, in Chicago at uh, 1959. Not the year, the name of the place. All right. We doing Doc Ellis? I think we should end with Doc Ellis. And first of all, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the, our beautiful listeners. Shout out our beautiful listeners. Have you seen the YouTube, the No Moss presents Doc Ellis and the LSD No No? It's like a little narrated cartoon with his voice narrating it. Have you no. seen this? Ah, uh, no. It's mandatory to watch. I don't know if we should pause and you should watch it real quick, or we should just keep. We should just roll on through. I don't care. But well, here's the thing. So it's incredible. This is what I'm basing this off of. So I remember back in like the. Uh, uh what was the name of the website it was uh e-bombs world it was e-bomb but there's not what was the one where it was like that you click the button and it just like populates wild shit for you it oh, was stumble like, stumble upon stumble upon yeah stumble I, I found this on stumble upon and it was like a like a, a the first slide was like the newspaper article and the second slide was like his recanting of it. and there was like the lore of it so how yep. about this i'll i'll tell what my memory of it because i've i've retold the story i've heard it before um you know i want to make sure i got the name right but i do remember vividly reading the story for the first thing it was awesome okay so doc ellis was um and you can you, you can fill let me go and then you just fill in like where i'm wrong sure he was uh hanging with some fucking dirty hippies in san francisco and they were dropping acid and they're sitting there, and they're like, "Whoa, fuck it, we're fucking having a good time." And then his buddy goes like, looks at the at the paper, and it had like the lineups for the game that day. He played for who? He played for again? Pittsburgh Pirates. But for the Pirates, and they're, they're they had a game after then another game in like San Diego or the fuck he was. So he's hanging out, thinking he had a whole day to get back for the next game. He's a pitcher, and he real and he looks at it. His buddy, hey man, you're pitching today. You better get down there. So he hops on like a $10 flight. It's like a 40-minute flight from San Francisco to, you know, L.A. or wherever he's playing, right? But he's still dropping acid. He doesn't just, you know, just turn that off. And he goes into the game, and he's pitching pretty well. And then he realizes, like, while it's happening, that he's like, I don't 
really know what's going on at this point. I'm kind of just like slinging it. And he, and his quote was, he was like, you know, sometimes the ball was big. Sometimes the ball was small. Sometimes there was no ball at all. Multiple times he'd throw a pitch for a strike and then jump out of the way because he thought the ball was hit back at him. Yep. Now, he no-hit these guys. No-hit them. But, again, he's kind of losing his mind. So, Blair, you're like, what? Perfect game? No, no, no. No perfect game. He hit, like, seven batters. Now, I think he might have walked some, but I think, in my memory, he's like, he hit, like, six people. And I'm then pulling up the stat line right now. Give me a second. So he ends. So basically the guy is losing his mind, having a complete, if you've never done psychedelics, the best way I can put it for you is you'll look at your hand and you'll see not your hand. You'll see like Darth Vader's hand, or there's no hand there at all. Or you'll look at a wall and you're like, that's a wall. I know it's a wall. And then you'll touch the wall and it'll turn into an ocean. You know, there's, Everything colors are different. Your equilibrium is off. You you don't you forget how to talk. You're having these weird out of body experiences. So to be able to go out there and throw baseballs hard enough to be on acid and speak to people in public is one thing. To go on acid and throw a no hitter. What what are there like thirty no hitters ever in the history yeah. of baseball? And yeah. one of them is by, oh, this is in the seventies, right? This was 1970. Yep. Yeah, and this guy threw a no-hitter. He never threw one again. He never threw one before or after. But on acid, this guy, it's the, it it almost is, because a lot of these story, urban legends, they happen, like, outside of the game. Like, Wade Boggs, you know, Jeremy, the, 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 the Giambi thing, it's like, yeah, he put it on, but then each guy did the thing with it on. Daryl Strawberry, which talk about him. We'll we'll do a little uh, honorable mention Daryl Strawberry one because he's got some good ones too. To 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 beat, it's the greatest achievement, maybe individually ever. Yep. Under the influence, number one under the influence, nothing better than this. Josh Gord was getting hammered and and caught you know eighteen hundred yards receiving, drunk. Pretty cool. Acid. Oh. All right, fill me in. Where was I wrong? Especially pitching. So just to close the loop, he was nine innings pitched, obviously. He had eight walks, three or six strikeouts. Out of those eight walks, three of them were hits Batman. He hit <laughs> three guys. So it was not even remotely close to a perfect game, but it was very much a no-hitter. Sorry, my neighbor's mowing the lawn, if you can hear that. Can you hear that? Yeah, you can hear it. Good. By the way, you know what's great about Zoom? Like, if you clap, you can't hear it. Yeah, no, I can hear that, yeah. Because it knows to any sound. Like, I have my AC running. Any sound, it gets rid of it. The only problem is, I tried to do, like, my podcast the other day. We'll put a quick pause. Is I tried to do the pod the other day, and I wanted to make it look better. I did a solo episode of Run It Back. Yeah. For old time's sake. And I put my camera here, and I, like, just recorded this on my phone because it's a better quality. And then, I, But I like the way the audio sounds. The frame rate of, like... It doesn't match up. So trying to sync the audio from my phone to this audio does not work, which kind of bummed me out. But I digress. Anyway, so he six strikeouts, hit hit three people, eight walks total. Yep. What was the final score? Two zero. I mean, just beautiful. That's (laughs) just it's just like that's I mean, and he's like a he's like a mediocre career pitcher too. It's not like 
he's not like an incredible pitcher. Like we're not talking about Pedro Martinez here. We're like Doc Ellis is an average pitcher. And he just he was in the groove to say the least this game. Dude, eventually, you know what we'll do eventually? We'll do like uh like most dominant players in sports. Yeah. We'll do like like the like the most isolate isolated seasons of guys like uh yeah. Pedro Martinez in what was it two thousand one? You'll do yep. like Cam Newton in like two thousand eleven MVP. You know we'll do yeah. you'll do uh uh who is the fucking running back um Oklahoma Barry Sanders in in you know in in college that yep. that'll be a fun one later on. But man, I mean, dude, you've been you've been on enough drugs. Could you imagine even trying to play catch? No. This sounds terrible. Yeah, and the thing is, so I was looking at this video, and he he narrates it, right? So, yeah, he takes acid, and then he essentially loses an entire day because he takes acid, like, the day before his start, and he thinks he has a day in between when he takes the acid and when his start is, but, like, because he's taking acid, he, like, loses track of an entire day. So, you're right. Like, your story is right. Then he gets, like, hops on a plane. And he's starting that day, but he already took the acid. And the best part was, like, he talks about, like, this amphetamine, this upper, that, like, all the baseball players were talk- taking. Apparently, like, because he was tripping on acid and he knew he was about to do the, have the start. So he, like, took, he took, like, a bunch of uppers right before the game to kind of straighten them out. And apparently, like, there was one old-time fan, like, this old lady who sat in the front row. And he just, like, walked by and she would just, like, drop him a bag. And it would just be a bag. I don't know. I don't remember what the drug was called. It was something I've never it's probably heard speed. of. Probably speed. Some some sort of speed. Yeah, exactly. It's some like way 1970. It's LS, an amphetamine. Some crazy yeah, yeah. amphetamine. Yeah. And this old lady that goes to like every game was sitting in the front row. There's like dropped him a bag as he's walking by. And he, all of a sudden he has this bag of amphetamine that he pops right before the game. That's just, that's just incredible. That's like 1970s. I mean, it's it's so hard to like describe this to people who haven't been on like psychedelics before, but you have, you really have no sense of space and time. No, like yeah. if you if you if you threw like a, I don't know, threw a Nerf ball to me when I'm on on I can't catch it. Yep. Like you're you're like it's almost like your eyes are doing this. Yep. So one eye is over off here, one eye is over there, and you can't focus on any one thing. Yep. And the, What's the, the tough catcher? Part, go, go. I was gonna say the tough part would just being, just not getting distracted, like being in the on the mound, pounding the ball in your glove, and all of a sudden, like you just your brain races off on this completely different thought, and all of a sudden, like shit, I have, I have to make this pitch, like I just cannot imagine, and like the pressure, like the pitcher is very much like an isolated position, it's team sport, but it's very much like an isolated position where all eyes are on you, everyone's watching you, everyone's waiting for you. I mean that must have just been insane pressure. I mean, obviously he didn't didn't bother him all that much, but that would just be inc- incredible to me. What's the catcher say to him? Yeah, I mean, because you you know you know he's throwing it like it's hitting the backstop, dude. Yeah. Give that guy an award. Could you yep. imagine like trying to talk to a guy on acid? Like, hey man, get it over the plate. Like, come on, hey. <laughs> One, just throw it straight. Yeah, I don't care. Fastball, no kidding. <laughs> Do you know he's you know you know he's going in between innings and they're like putting a straight jacket on. I'm like, Do you stay here? Yeah. He's like looking at a butterfly. There's no butterfly though. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe it. I mean, it's I love that like these things exist. So yeah. okay, so for a quick background, uh, 
Do you know who uh, Duncan Trussell is? No. Comedian? No. You know, Ari, Ari Shafir, also comedian? I've, yeah, I've heard that name. So uh, they did a podcast, an Ari Shafir's podcast called Skeptic Tech. It's a it's a great pod, but he does uh, theme episodes, right? So he's a comic come on or anybody come on to talk about one thing. Um, and he had Duncan Trussell come on, and they're big. He's a big psychedelic guy. He's he's you know done acid so many times, all this stuff. Knows about it. He's just kind of a kind of a little bit of a kook. But they did an episode. This is years ago. This is like first year, the twenty twenty year of the pandemic, and it's called Psychedelic Christmas, which I believe is like in January. It's the it's the the day that the guy that invented acid invented acid that found out okay. what acid was timothy leary timothy leary and yep. the story goes um he was experimenting with these didn't even know what it was and he was you know he had like it in like a little a little uh what's it called a little dropper and he takes this you know acid and he and he drop and he either drops it by accident or on purpose and he gets on his skin and then he's riding his bike home. And on the bike ride home, the acid hits him. Now, the way acid is measured is in tabs. These tiny little pop, little it's like it's like the the size of like the a quarter size of your fingernail, your your tiny pinky fingernail. That's how tiny little tab is. He took the equivalent of like a thousand tabs. Oh. And so he essentially is on his bike ride home and he essentially dies. Like he he literally becomes and he's hot like he he said he just wakes up and he's like somewhere else. Like he it's there's anyway, it's like you can't do that. It's impossible. And he didn't know what acid was. No one knew what it was. He's the first one to ever be high on acid, and he took enough to get an entire college campus high for two days. And he drops it on, and then and then from that point on, he just like ends up, you know, researches it, created it. But like that moment, he's riding his bike, and then all of a sudden, it goes, "Whoa!" I'll study the podcast. It's actually very interesting. It's very informative, yeah. but it's crazy to to take even a tiny bit and do laundry. I know we're not putting it. I don't think people are understanding because it's like to even to even like like turn on a to take a shower like you can't do it you can't do anything you're incapacitated yep you're pretty much melted into a puddle is what happens yeah i mean i think this is unbelievable i'm gonna give me a doc ellis tattoo yeah. <laughs> <This is> unbelievable <laughs> um all right dude uh honorable mention because i think you have a you have a, you have a ron washington one right Oh yeah, I looked into it. It was kind of sad though i mean it was just <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't necessarily sad but He's a Ron, so Ron Washington. I bet you Ron Washington. Let's look at his player career. I bet you he played around the same time that Doc Ellis did. He, he's he's right in that that age frame. Like I'm saying, like back in the day, like baseball was crazy. These guys were doing cocaine and shit. Yeah. So let's see. He, he was a Dodger in '77. He played in the early '80s. Anyways, he was a he was a coach on the like 09 Texas Rangers, like that Josh Hamilton team. I think that maybe they went to the World Series one of those years. Yeah, lost they were really the Cardinals. Good. Yeah. Yep, they were really good when he was, he was the the skipper there. And skipper. He, in 2009, he tested positive for cocaine. And then his, like, his explanation is this incredible where he's like, yeah, that's the first time I've ever tried cocaine. It's like, yeah, are you shitting me? Like, you're, you're probably 
in 2009 i don't know he's probably in his early 60s like yeah that's the very first time you tried cocaine in your early 60s like i find that hard to believe also to to test positive for cocaine you have to have done it in the last 24 hours especially a manager like how often are managers getting p-tested once once a year at most once a year that's a hit piece dude that's a hit piece and that's what that's what people think it was people think it was a hit piece on him like john jones is famous for like testing positive for for coke after a fight and he had a yeah. title fight where he beat he beat anders he, he beat uh daniel cormier for the heavyweight title or lightweight title that's positive for coke which means he was doing coke the night before a light heavyweight ufc fight yeah yep that means that he's coked out of his mind being like i got this fucking pussy tomorrow I gotta go to bed in a couple hours, man. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine over here, dude. We're fine. We're totally chill. I got one for you. So yeah. on top of that, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. A great. A great. I think I think he has like I think he's one of like only players. I think his first nine years he had twenty five plus stolen bases. I think he hit like three twenty. He's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Pretty sure he's yep. a Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. Yep. He when he played for the Mets. They would be doing, they would pretty much just do like speed. And then they would just, then they would do coke to party. And he's failed. He failed four drug tests in his career. Four drug, four drug tests. Everyone for coke. Which means he's doing coke the night before a drug test, dude. (laughs) And these guys know when they're getting tested. It's insane. Yep. He would go, he was famous. What he would do is he had a, Every team has like assistants, handlers, ball boys that like, hey, whatever you need, I got. Hey, I can give me a towel. Hey, get me a water. Hey, get me a new bat. Hey, get me some eye black. Give me some chuck, whatever it is. What Daryl Strawberry would do is he would go to that guy and go, hey, see that girl up there? Bring her into the locker room real quick. Bring her, bring her into the clubhouse. What? Just, her. hey, do you want to come down? Middle of the game. In between innings, he would go and bang women that were he found at the game yeah. so he would be scanning the game he'd be in the outfield okay upper deck. hey there. section 302 c12 go get yeah him. dude yeah. bring him in there bang in between innings hey our boy's not nothing he's just he's just getting it in he's getting oh, that, yeah. that that counts i'm out yep. let's let it rip dude let's let it rip what's that team trainer saying hey ma'am uh mr strawberry would like to talk to you they know what it is. Yeah. You, you got to have, I mean, here's the thing, dude. Back then, everything's word of mouth, right? So, yeah. like, it's not like, oh, on Twitter, TikTok, whatever, TikTok, he's doing this. It means that, like, it was a thing. Like, if you go to a Mets game, there's a yep. decent chance you could fuck Daryl Strawberry. Yep. And he's playing, he's playing in the right field. So he's surrounded by people. I'm sure he's staring into the crowd, making eye contact, making all kinds of weird signs towards women in the crowd. Dude, he's popping up, turning around, being like in the, in the dugout. Like, all right, fucking, hey, hey, you. That's what he's doing it. Yeah. It's him yep. like chilling. Yep. I mean, that's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, <laughs> athletes are so soft now, dude. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like rock stars, like rock stars in like the 70s, 80s were like doing heroin partying every night for years on tour. Now we got guys that are like Harry Styles. I'm going for a run. Actually, no, that's not true. Harry Styles is a big cokehead. Actually, he talks yeah, about I him. believe that he's yeah. the man. Ed Sheeran. There you go. Yeah. A little basic bitch. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Champagne's fun. Whatever, dude. I mean, I, this is this has been my favorite season so far. 
Yep. This is going to be, and I don't need, and I guess this is kind of like our party or kind of like our silly thing, I guess. Let her hair down a little bit. Let her hair down. I mean, I, I'm thinking like we'll do, we'll do basketball. I think we save football for a little bit later for the, you know, if the finale should be football. Yeah, we can do Olympics. We can do golf. We Ooh, do... Olympics, dude! Oh, I forgot about all this. We'll do all the major sports. We can, we can do, do like cycling, little league, like players went bad in little. Like, <laughs> it's a Danny Almonte episode. <laughs> yeah, just when they were like Paul Bunyan stories, like Bryce Harper hitting six hundred foot home runs with aluminum bat in Vegas and stuff like that. So yeah, dude, we 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 could do. We should do like, uh, we'll do scandals maybe on a different episode, a different season. Yeah, like golf. sports sports scandals. Yeah, um, golf will just be about Tiger. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the next one. We, I think we got. Well, I think his basketball's going on right now. The playoffs just started. We're gonna do basketball next. Yep. I mean, like, we'll just tease it real quick. The 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 Kareem or is it Wilt Chamberlain had like he just sold his sex house. Oh really? His sex he has a mansion that he sold, and there's there's one room that's like the size of a of like an airport hangar, and it's just floor to ceiling mattresses. Just bed. It's a single bed. The entire thing. It's a one massive bed and some backs. You just doing orgies every night. Who's I mean, the guy that claimed? Who's the guy that claimed to hook well, up a thousand women? Yeah. Well, well, it's a ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand over the course of his life. Which? Yeah. Why not? Dude, that's a while. I remember I did another like deep dive one time about like, uh, because Charlie Sheen claims like two thousand. Uh, Gene Simmons says twenty thousand. You know. Uh, Wilt says ten. Uh, there's a dude. There's a guy. He was a bellman at a hotel in Italy. He's room would be the the greatest, the greatest sex anyone's ever greatest had. Greatest coxman, Women, greatest coxman of all, number one of all time. Hey man, rags to riches. Got fired for like not showing up, and then like all these women came forward. Like I've spent millions of dollars here just because he works here. Give him his job back. Like no, we can't. He's just some guy named Benito. 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 Yeah. And then the number one is like uh, I think the number one is like fifty thousand, and it's a uh, it's something insane because it's a uh, it's a dictator. Genghis, Genghis no, Khan. Well, that one for sure, but like they're the, a verified one is uh uh Cuba dictator. Oh, Castro, Fidel Castro. Yeah, Fidel Castro. Yeah, said he'd he'd they'd bring five women in, and it was meals. It was breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for fifty years. <laughs> That's incredible. And that, I mean, speaking I, of coked up sex, my God, but you fiddle Castro. <laughs> just bowing. We're bowing. <laughs> All right, dude, that was a good episode. All right, we're back. Season three, episode one. We did it. We're doing urban legends. This one, we're doing baseball. Next one, we'll fucking let you know. All right, we did it. We're out. Peace. To the pod, but I got a quick gym corner. Oh, go, 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 go. Yeah, we, we'll talk. So, we'll, you know, so we've talked, I've talked, what's up? You know, we'll get, so I've talked about it. this guy. I was talking about this, you know, this big beef meathead guy. I've talked about the gym. I've trying to I've fight people. Him. Yeah, exactly. I've seen him yeah. try to fight multiple people. So we had, we had a run in the other day and I need, I need a ruling on this run. No, dude, you and the, you yeah. and the guy who's trying to fight yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We had, we had a run in. So I need a ruling. I need a ruling. This is a yeah. gym etiquette rule. So he was on a Smith machine, right? And this Smith machine, he was doing, he was, he was benching. I came over late. I wasn't really paying attention to him. And so he was on the Smith machine. He was benching. He had like two plates on and like this, the Smith machine attached to the Smith machine. There's like a rack, right? Mm-hmm. There's like, there's like a three post rack 
on the Smith machine on both sides. It was like essentially it was like six posts on this Smith machine. So it was like 45s, 25s, and 10s and fives on the top or whatever. And he's he's doing his thing, he's benching, and I pull up to a row machine, a plate, a plate loaded row machine right next to him. And instead of pulling a weight off of like a generic tower to the middle of the gym, I pulled the 45 plate off of the Smith machine. And he claimed that those weights on all this and like there was like 45s, there's 25s, there's 10. He claims that all those weights on the Smith machine were his, and I have to ask him first. And I was like, is that is and then like of course I was in the mood. I, of course I kind of like talked back to him. I'm like, man, these aren't your weights. It's a public gym. Like if you're over there, I mean all those weights are yours. And yeah. He's like, are you are you gonna be a smart ass about it? Hit him with and logic. Then, exactly it's like these aren't all your weights man and then he's like all right you can be a smart ass about it and then like he's like just ask so then then i was like all right i'm gonna keep being a smart ass so then i do like i rep out some like with a 45 plate on then i go over hey can i get a 10 i like interrupt him hey can i get a 10 and then he's then he says something whatever then i go back then then after i next set i go hey can i get another 10 i interrupt him again like, hey can i get another so i said like, keep asking if i can grab weights off and this you, i know yeah, you, i know and i know how you fucking say you say like you were in middle yeah. school you're like Exactly. Hey, can I get a 10? Exactly. Hey, can I get yep. a 10? Can yeah. I get a 10? <laughs> hey, can I get a 10? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, it's just etiquette. Like, I was using all those 45s because he had like, he's a big, strong guy. So he had like his Smith machine bench. He had like three or four plates on each side or whatever. He's like, I was using all those. I know you, I, I wasn't when you walked up. He's like, it's just etiquette. And like, this motherfucker has zero etiquette. He groans, he moans, he sweats. He wears like the gold's gym 80s bodybuilder tees where his nipples are fucking hanging out and i'm like the cleanest quietest guy in the gym and he's like it's just an etiquette thing i'm like yeah man like i respect (laughs) exactly he's fucking that guy he's He's got got no etiquette until it's your etiquette he's mad about bingo exactly (laughs) and he's like like takes a shot of my etiquette like bro i got the fucking best etiquette in this gym he's like do you and that, that was like the last of it. But I was like, I'm on a ruling. Wait, so he says etiquette. You're like, I have an etiquette here. He goes, do you? And that's how it ended? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like I wipe off everything. Like I fucking, I don't, oh, I don't stare. Hey. I don't stare at 20 year old vaginas. Like I don't do any of that stuff. Dog. Hey, I'm going to, I'll be out there at some point in the future. And the first thing we do is we go to the gym. Yeah. And we, and, oh, I would just. Dude, because like, you're you're a for you're the kind of guy where it's like, you have to be pushed to fuck with somebody. Yeah, and even then, you're you're rooted in rationalism. Yeah, rational rationalism. Yeah, that works. Yeah, nationalism. (laughs) Build the wall. (laughs) Build it. Hey, build it, and they'll stay out. Dude, when fucking with somebody. Oh, oh, but again, this is this is a guy who's six two, two sixty, and I've heard him talk, say multiple people, "Do we need to bring this outside?" Oh no, so okay, I, okay, I, but, I really didn't want to push it all that much. No, no, no. Okay, but okay, but there's there's multiple ways to fuck with somebody. There's there's the one way of like you're being like you're the villain, you're combating them. There's another way, which is my favorite way, is to essentially you go full, you know full spy on him you go i'm on your side dude walk by yeah. you know you go by you be like hey man you fucking get out there today i mean look good keep it up thanks man that's how you start a little comp yeah. little thing hey man hey you know hey, no worries man hey this guy hey 
hey, I was living here. I don't know if you're from here or not. I'm new, but a guy tried to pull my 45s off my Smith machine the other day. Can you believe that shit? He's like, yeah. you fucking kids. I'm, like, hey, I'm telling you, man, these fucking kids don't listen to anything I fucking say. Anyway, man, have a good lift. Come back a little bit later, man. Hey, man, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you, but the Cavs looking pretty good today. Keep it up. All right. Do your thing. Do your thing. And then what you do is you start building in like, hey, man, anyway, hey, what's your name? Tom. Tom, I'm Blair. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you, brother. Hey, man, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't maybe I'm crazy, but they, they probably should build the wall, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get him going, dude. Dude, getting a guy, getting a crazy person into their crazy and Just they think. stirring them up. Oh, dude, stir in the pot. There's nothing more fun than that, dude. Hey, my man, how about oh, that Hunter Biden laptop, though? Tell me about that. What do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, you know, I was thinking about this, dude. Hey, a buddy of mine, you know, I was, I, you know, last uh, last quarter, I did a, did a little cycle of DECA. It was good, man. What, how about you? What you, you do any, hey, man, don't, it's your business, not my business, man. But I'm thinking about, you know, my dad's been on TRT a little bit, getting a little bit older. You know, he's not as old. You know, he's young. He, you know, you're younger than he is for sure. But like, I'm thinking about like, would you take it in your neck? You think? I'm thinking about putting it in my neck. Like, what do you think yeah. about that? You'd be like, brother, you don't want to put. Get him worried about you. Get him caring about what you. Oh, dude. <laughs> Nothing. Mental warfare. What I would do is I would go in there separate from you, but we're there at the same time. Like, this fucking yeah. joker over here. This fucking joker in the Frasers at. Has guy ever bothered you, dude? Has guy ever give you a problem? Hey, you know what? They, hey, hey, you know what? He's me. If he says, hey, he kind of eyed me a little bit. Said some shit. Took my fucking Smith machine tens. Yeah. Took you before? I want you to know, man. Hey, man. If he, if I go outside, you can back me up. You backing me up? We go outside. All right. I might need your help. All right. Tom, is it? John. Anyway, cool, man. Anyway, Tim, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. You want to get a drink? Oh man! But oh. Give me a ruling. Are those weights on the Smith machine his? Are they all no. his? No, 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 not at all, not at all. So at so at Planet Fitness is it's only Smith machine. So any kind of uh, any any plate plated weights. Oh yeah, are all, are all on the Smith machine. machine. Yeah, so what I'll do yeah. is so if I have a guy right. So I mean I'll go by and like if a guy is a if a guy is in between sets I'll go yo cool if I grab I'll I'll have my hand like cool if I grab these because it's like he's not using any forty fives right. Yeah, like, I'm a yeah. Snack, like, yeah, yeah. If he's in the middle of his set, I might just, I might wait. But if he's lifting, I'm like, I'll give it a second. Yeah. But I'm not asking, by the way. I'm not saying, yeah. can I have it? I'm like, hey, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab two of these. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Just giving him a heads up. It's not like a, can I? I'm taking these. Yeah. So you're, yeah. To and everyone gets that. Like he's not loading the, the Smith machine up to squat. Like, no. No. Guy's doing yeah. rows. He's doing bench. Give me some 45s, dog. Come on. And, like, he compared it. Like, he compared it to, like, me taking a 45 off of the Smith machine. He compared it. Like, what if I walked up to your row and just took it right off the bar? I'm like, those are not – I'm one of those I'm actively using. And these the 45 I, I took from you was just, like, sitting on the fucking ground right next to your Smith machine. Now, if a guy is – now, what I will do is – if a guy is is doing a set, I will re-rack my weight while he's working out to kind of be like, I don't give a fuck about sure. you. Yeah. yeah. I'll, you I'll mean on the Smith? Yeah, the, yeah. 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 I love, dude, I, oh, this makes me so happy that you had this. Oh, because I, because I, because I know you, I know that I know, like, you'd be like, I get a 10. <laughs> just mid-set, just, hey, 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 can I get a 10? 
dude, hey, you know what we do is we go there, right? And the guy, dude, oh, another way is just go oh, full villain, but we're not together, right? So you'd be like, I, hey, hey, man, me, no worries. I know the rule, but can I get a 10? And then you leave. Then I'm coming up 90 seconds later. My guy, my guy, it's cool if I get a 10. And then don't wait and just take a 10. Yeah. And then you bring, and then I leave my 10, and then you bring your 10 back. And yeah. we're doing this. Yeah, and just we're, back we're, and forth. We're back. <laughs> and then we know we do is, dude, and no, the next level is you go to another Smith machine that no one's on, and you take 45s and just keep stacking the 45s onto his <laughs> Smith machine. And all of a sudden, yeah. like, hey, man, other one, we're, we're pretty bold up. I'm, is, I'm put this here. Can I give you a 10? Um, and you just yeah. give him like 30 10s. <laughs> Just fill up all his bars with fucking tens, yeah. Oh, dude, to be even more of a cunt, you know what you do is you pull the forty fives off, put the tens and put the forty over top of the tens. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like a row of tens. <laughs> He's gotta take off six tens to get to the one forty five plate. Yeah. Dog, you I'm crying. <laughs> you gotta get a picture of this guy. Oh god. I- you, you gotta, you gotta, I'll try. You gotta like, you gotta like, be, you know what you gotta do is you gotta like have your, like put your camera, roll the camera. Yeah. And then if the guy is here as you're walking by, you gotta just do like do this. And if you, you got, you gotta get like a, a full moving past him. I, you have to, dude. I have to see this guy. Oh, this makes me so, dude, there's nothing that's made me more happy than this. Oh, the idea. Cause like I, I deal with crazies all the time. Like, so doing stand up, it's like, there's so many fucking idiots that I have to talk to all the time that I don't yeah. want to fucking talk to. And whenever I get, there's a couple guys that I'm like, oh, this guy's normal enough. I can speak to him. But then there's always like a crazy that's going to come by that's going to say something. Yep. And getting, when you and another person get on the same page about fucking with somebody. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, I, I bet it's better than coming. Honestly, it's right, better than sure. coming. It's my favorite. Yeah. Fuck this guy. I hate have him. You, how long ago was this? When did this happen? This was Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Have you seen him since? I saw him today, yeah. He wasn't there yesterday, was it, but he was there. Was there, was there any, today. like... I didn't even make eye contact with him. He was on a station right next to me. He was doing some cable flies or some bullshit, and I was, like, right next to him. But I didn't make any eye contact with him. And he's, like, this guy, like, he wears, like, a Fox racing hat. And it's it's yeah. like, it's like this slow, and he just sits there and fucking stares at people. He's he's that guy. No, we gotta do a whole podcast about this guy <laughs> like this. Hey man, <laughs> it's just like the fl- it's like the flex fit, like fucking fox racing hat with his gold gym tee on, with his fucking hairy ass nipples hanging out. Oh. He's got like knee braces and sketchers. This guy is my favorite, dude. I, yeah, want, I, I, want to, I want to be my friend. I want to be yeah. like... He's, no, I'm sure he's a good hang. Yeah, man. That, see that fucking faggot over there with the fucking Preacher's hat on? Can't trust him. He's eyeballing me. And he was looking at my dick. He tried to touch me in the locker room, I think. Anyway, dude. Hey, man, what are you lifting? You, can, can I work in? Hey, can yeah. I work in? <laughs> hey, can I work in? <laughs> you know, you, you walk by him, you'd be like... You'd be like, he's done with his set. And he's like, hey, man, are you hitting back today? What's, that's what's up. <laughs> Five minutes come by. Hey, man. I'm trying to get my back done, too, all right? So, <laughs> you got you got How many sessions you got left? Yeah. No, no hurries. 
No big deal. You got a couple. You be here for a while? Nah, I figured, man. You're looking good. Keep it up. You're doing your thing, boss. Come back again. Hey, man, look, I don't mean to be or whatever, man. You're kind of inspiring me to hit my back pretty hard. Can I just work in with you? I feel like I can learn yeah. a lot from you right now, man. Hey, well, also, would you, would you play ball somewhere? Did you play, did you play ball somewhere? <laughs> 